Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our text from Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, present yourselves, your bodies, as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your spiritual worship. This line, I think, is kind of easy to forget. It's easy to forget sometimes that the gospel means that we have been freed from the tyranny of works so that we may serve God with an abundant life which is divine, defined by the quality of our works and the offering of praise, a life of thanksgiving, thanksgiving unto God in service to our neighbors. And it's so simple. This gospel announces that God is pleased with us. God is on our side. And so all of the anxiety about our faith, all of the anxiety that, that would, would threaten to sneak into our life and, and cripple our spirit and distort our works is dispelled. And the energy that we might be tempted to use in trying Somehow, to make sure that we've pleased God, all of that energy can then be released into the rest of our lives in acts of service and love and mercy and peace, joy, happiness, patience. Freed from the incessant introspection and belly button study of our own faith. That we may use that time to see rightly the task that God has set before us and live as people who are who are, as Jesus says, really free. I think Dorothy Sayers said it right when she wrote, The church's approach to an intelligent carpenter is usually confined to exhorting him to not be a drunkard in his leisurely hours and come to church on Sundays. What the church ought to be telling him is that Christ demands that he make good tables, good work, Honorable work, any kind, offered in service unto your fellow man, done in the pursuit of pleasing God, becomes one of the ways in which love takes shape throughout our community. And when we allow ourselves to forget that, when we allow ourselves to forget that our vocations are indeed God-pleasing work given unto the world from God, when we allow ourselves to forget this, it's actually our neighbor who's in need of service, who may be in need of a good table, whom we have forgotten. Our work is meant to serve not our own fulfillment, but that of our neighbor. And that's the point. The reason for the task that God has set before us, and to do anything less, is to miss the call of God. And to miss the call of God is to shortchange our neighbor, not God. Christians have never quite been certain how to best make this point. Because, especially Lutherans, because we're so, so bound up in trying to preach, you know, forgiveness of sins by grace alone, that we don't really know how to say, build good tables. Because this is a gift that God has given unto you for the world. It's simply wrong to pretend that the work to which God calls us is always going to be satisfied. 
I mean, some of us have jobs that are easier than others. Some of them have jobs that, that are better than others. Some of us enjoy our jobs better than others. But just by saying God has given you this work doesn't automatically turn work into play. It's still work. And it's not necessarily always the, the creative expression of our inner self that we would want us to do. In other words, we're not always fulfilled by our work. I hope that you are. But not all jobs are sort of set up that way. John Calvin said, and please don't, don't tell anybody I quoted John Calvin. Especially Travis Carty. Do not call Travis and say, Pastor's now quoting John Calvin. You'll kill him. Every man will bear the shallow of discomfort and vexations and weariness and anxiety in his own way of life. When he has been persuaded that that burden is laid upon him by God. From this will arise also a singular consolation that no task would be so sordor based provided that you obey your calling for it is very precious in the sight of God. The work of God does not magically become more comfortable. It doesn't magically become less wearying. It doesn't magically take the anxiety away, but it does give the consolation. It does give the consolation in knowing that our work, the fulfilling of our vocations Monday through Friday, and even in the evenings and the weekends, is pleasing to God. And he likes to see us about it. Perhaps we need a, a better joy than con, a better word than consolation. Maybe a word like joy. Paul writes in Romans, I appeal to you. Present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your spiritual worship. Offer your bodies, Paul says. By which he makes clear that our response unto God's grace is not something purely spiritual. It's not some, some ethereal response that happens solely on Sunday morning when we come to the altar and say, Thank you, Lord, for all that I, you, you've done for me. It transposes itself into the Monday morning commute and all the way through it as we continue to live our lives in acts of service to our friends and neighbors and countrymen in no matter what sphere of influence that we have. Offer your bodies, he says. Right here in the material world of all things, right here in the middle of, of the world of possessions, it elicits from us a love-taking shape. Offer your bodies as living sacrifices, he says. Paul is simply repeating Habakkuk, who provides the theme for the entire book of Romans, by the way. He, through faith, is righteous and shall live. Faith brings acceptance by God. Faith brings us security, not simply so that we can just bask in the security and go, oh, isn't that great, but so that we can be then for released back into the community to live and to live abundantly. Like free range chickens, right? Released back under the range to go and, 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 and do those things that, that we do. So that there may be peoples whose lives are lives of praise. Right? That there may be people in our communities whose lives are lives of joy. Salt. Right? 
light seasoning for every company and every family and every HOA and every classroom. That whatever those tasks are, whatever those, those, those ordinary tasks are, from reading books to stapling papers and cooking meals and wiping runny noses, repairing equipment and cutting hair and fixing teeth and managing offices, that they all become part of the worship that we give unto God in giving thanks unto the world. A life lived of praise, a life lived in joy. You see, the just... Really, the just live by faith. For we have been baptized into the Lord. And the energy that we might be tempted to expend in seeking our own needs, in securing our own lives, and dealing with our own futures can now be channeled into the work that God has given to us to do for the community. That we can seek to do good. Not so that we'll be accepted by God, but precisely because we have. We have been accepted by the only court of opinion that makes a hill of beans in all of the universe. Now whether that work brings us joy, or whether that work brings us consolation, or whether it, it brings us discomfort, or vexation, or weariness, or anxiety, it doesn't matter what it brings, because it has its origin, its beginning, in the giving of ourselves as an act of worship and thanksgiving unto the Lord God who seeks to not just provide for us, Shoes and, and house and home and cloth, but to provide those things for everybody else in the world as well. And he does, the, he does so through means, through good carpenters, making honest tables, a simple, straightforward vocation, a life-transforming idea that, that maybe has its, its time again in society. That the one whose presence that you should desire above all is the Father who sent the Son to be with us and for us is pleased with you and in repentance and faith. Therefore, with the praise of God upon our lips, we get up in the morning and sing a hymn and, as Luther said, joyfully go to work. As a thanksgiving to what God has done for us. That we can go forth and pursue our daily labor to find our neighbor, to carry out our spiritual worship, and there to do the best that we can. That in these later gray days, that there may be men whose life is praise, lives led in joy, and in thanksgiving to the Lord God Almighty. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.